0: This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot.
1: Singing music prior to the message really sets the tone for what we're doing now. And I think that if music is interrupted in any way, that um, it, it's a tool that the devil can use to distract Uh, what is yet to come, and uh, I'm grateful and thankful today that everything just moved in harmony and concert with one another. Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Psalms chapter 122, and I want to make this very clear and plain as we speak on this most sensitive subject today, some of which I'm going to preach this morning is a very heavenly, or I should say heavily opinionated. But I cannot opinionate the Word of God. The Bible clearly teaches us that the Word is not a private interpretation. So as we give you scripture and context of the word, it will not be opinionated. But I say that with caution because some of which I'm going to say today is. And I think you are mature enough to know the difference. Again, I emphasize that we cannot complicate or mix the Word of God with opinion. We cannot do that. And so you you stay focused with me now because I'm going to give you a message I've not preached before. You need to hear. You need to be sensitive to it. And you need to stay clear as a beautiful, beautiful dawn morning with what I'm saying. Because if you allow yourself to get distracted Especially in the beginning, you may not get to the place in the sermon where you are able to connect the dots. So that's why it's important. Stay with me. This is a most sensitive subject: Israel and World War Three. So, if you have your Bibles turned now to Psalms chapter one twenty-two. I want to read for you verses 6 through 8. And this is something that we need to be reminded of on a daily basis. This is what the Word of God would admonish all of us to do. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
0: They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and
1: prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. If you're following the bulletin, and I pray that you are very carefully, my first question, which will accompany an answer this morning,
0: Is is there going to be a third world war? Maybe
1: perhaps you've wondered that at some point in place in your lifetime, I'm sure this morning that we have a lot of veterans in here today, maybe perhaps that you served in World War II. And if that be the case, if you are a veteran this morning, and first of all, if you are a veteran, would you stand? All veterans in here, would you stand this morning? Now, if you served in World War II, would you stand again? Do we have any veterans in here that actually served in World War II? Most of us in here have family members that did. And I want you to think about this because America just didn't fall out of heaven and God didn't just bless us because he had nothing else to do. America was birthed and blessed because there was a determination within the heart of men and women to pursue faith
0: and freedom and religious liberties. And because of all of that combination put together,
1: brave men and women crossed vast oceans and made great sacrifices for what we call today the United States of America, and it has not gone without bloodshed. In fact, I did a little research about this message today, and it's no surprise that America has had its share of war. It has seen its share of bloodshed to get us to the place where we are today. In 1775 through 1783, there was a great American conflict and it was called the American Revolution. And then there was the War of 1812 that took place from that year until 1815. Then there was the Indian War which took place from 1817 to 1898. Then there was the Mexican War that took place from 1846 to 1848. Then there was the Civil War that took place from 1861 until 1865. Then there was World War I that took place From 1917 until 1918. And then there was World War II that took place from 1941 to 1945. And then there was the Korean conflict that took place from 1950 to 1953.
0: And then most of us are all aware of the Vietnam
1: War that took place from 1964 to 1975.
0: And then some may remember in recent years there was Desert Storm that took
1: place from 1990 until 1991. America has seen its share of war. And the ground that we call these United States of America certainly has been soaked and drenched
0: in the blood of brave men and women. But it's important for us to understand that
1: Desert Storm did not end all of the world's wars. And you know that, and you see that by conflicts every single time you pick up the newspaper, and every time you turn. The television on.
0: But let me assure you of something about World War III. And this is where you have to pay very, very close attention. And this is not
1: something that is coming to us in startling news from midnight last night.
0: About early dawn this morning. But let me assure you, and I'm going to show you in the Word of God,
1: and we will notice by current events, listen carefully, that World War III has actually already begun. And I want to give you, and this word parallel is incredibly important about the message today. I want to give you a parallel
0: between World War II And World War III, which I believe has
1: already begun. And you've got to follow this carefully now to get it. Listen very carefully to this. And again, I emphasize the word parallel because I'm going to make quite a few of them this morning.
0: Adolf Hitler, he invaded Poland in September of 1939. Keep this in mind now. And if you're not familiar with history, World War II actually began that day
1: when he invaded Poland in September of 1939. But here is the most important thing about this part of the message this morning. America did not enter that war until Pearl Harbor, December the 7th, 1941. Keep that in mind. When when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, killing over 3,000 of our sailors,
0: it wasn't until five days later than Pearl Harbor, on
1: December the 12th, that Hitler declared war on America. Now, I want you to get this picture. This is important because for two years and three months, World War II was raging at warp
0: speed. And America was not yet involved. And then... In a matter of five days, America was finding itself fighting two nations, Germany and Japan,
1: for our existence, for our survival. And the truth of the matter is, we were totally, when you stop and think about it, and if you do some research like I have, listen carefully, we were totally unprepared for that conflict totally unprepared. And so we have to learn from history, we have to learn the truth this morning that the United States of America should never be, and I emphasize never be, that unprepared ever again for what could happen in the blink of an eye.
0: Right now, Russia is a nation with nuclear weapons
1: who is now being led by a dictator who has invaded the Ukraine. All of us know about that. Why? Why has he done this? Well, I assure you that his goal is to ultimately rebuild the USSR and make no mistake about this. World War III has already begun. Now, I want you to see the startling parallel that I want to make this morning. In the beginning of World War II, England had a very weak leader. Stay with me now. England had a very weak leader. Are you with me? England had a very weak leader. And his name was Neville Chamberlain. If you've never heard of Neville Chamberlain, I would encourage you to go home and do some research on him this week. Neville Chamberlain, he had a policy
0: to appease Adolf Hitler, who was a living devil. In the beginning, Adolf Hitler invited Neville Neville Chamberlain to come
1: in his description for A Little Peace Talk. So Neville Chamberlain got together with Adolf Hitler in the very early days of what was happening, and he was so convinced by Adolf Hitler that everything was going to be okay
0: Hitler and Chamberlain put together a little peace treaty giving Neville
1: Chamberlain the idea that everything was going to be okay between the two. Neville Chamberlain comes back to England and he's waving, flaunting this document, this little piece of paper declaring, hey, we're okay. We've got peace in our time. But what a fool he was because while ne- neville chamberlain was waving around this little fake false peace treaty hitler he used that moment to build his military until he was ready to invade france in which he did and did destroy them within the period of 6 weeks And so let me remind you this morning that in parallel, this is very important. You have to connect the dots to see this. Number two in your bulletin today, America is not the nation that it used to be. And I want you to see this in Lamentations chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, and then I will read 16 for you. And I want to apply this scripture to this point. America is not the nation that it used to be. The scripture says, Remember, O Lord, what has come upon us, consider and behold our reproach. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless, our mothers are as widows. We have drunken our water for money, our wood is sold unto us, our necks are under persecution, we labor and have no rest. We have given the hand to the Egyptians and to the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Servants have ruled over us. There is none that doth deliver us out of their hand. And here is the statement that I want you to understand today concerning that America is not the nation that it used to be. And that is in verse 16 the crown is fallen from our head, and woe unto us that we have sinned. Now, I want you to think
0: about this just for a moment. Neville Chamberlain was a weak leader. England, in the
1: dawn of all of these atrocities, had a weak leader. And I will tell you today, my friend, that right now, today, America has a
0: weak leader. And Vladimir Putin, listen now,
1: he recognizes him as a weak and a pathetic leader. He understands this. He gets this. And when Putin looks at our president today,
0: he sees Neville Chamberlain. They get this this morning. How long did it take Neville Chamberlain to deal with two communist
1: vessels That was flying across America disguised as a balloon, taking pictures all across this nation. How long did
0: it take Neville, I'm sorry, how long did it take our president to shoot that balloon down? By the way, somebody said they found another one in Canada last night.
1: God forbid if that had been a Russian bomber that was quickly identified. Listen now, it would have been one
0: thing. If American technology, American advancement had picked up on its
1: radar that there was an undetectable flying object that had penetrated American airspace, It would have been one thing if that was possible and it had been determined that it was a civilian aircraft that had, for some reason, mechanical difficulties that had strayed off its course, and that we were with every branch of military assisting that situation for a safe land. Listen, that would
0: have been something else. But are you telling me that we had two communists Vessels flying over our nation,
1: which indicates that there were surveillance technologies within that vessel, taking pictures of all across America, and, and we are deciding that, just let it be for, we, we don't know. Uh, maybe they have good intentions.
0: Well, what is this? Are you kidding me? Listen carefully. I wonder how long it would have taken to deal with two Russian
1: bombers that were flying over Montana.
0: Now, can somebody, am I talking to myself this morning?
1: Can somebody, can I, can I have a witness? One, amen. I will tell you this morning that America deserves a better leader than what we have right now. (laughs) World War II had the evil axes of Germany and Italy and Japan, and today, right now, we have the evil axes of Russia, China, and Iran. Now listen carefully. You've got to stay with me. Russia wants to build the USSR. But listen, China wants to take down Taiwan. And the reason for that is this because Taiwan has 65% of the chips that manufacture automobiles. And if China controls Taiwan, they will control the entire automobile business worldwide. And Iran wants to destroy Israel. You think about this now and If they they are capable, if they are permitted, and they want to destroy Israel, which they have declared that Israel has no right to even exist, and do not underestimate that statement, friend. Listen carefully. They will use, if Iran achieves a nuclear weapon, they will not only use that weapon against Israel, don't underestimate this, they will also use a nuclear weapon to advance themselves against the United States of America is Iran today, listen, they are led by radical Islamics who believe that they get to heaven by killing Christians just like you and me and Jewish people in Israel. And we have to be, as a nation, we have to be clear and firm that Iran must never possess a nuclear weapon. Iran would hold the world hostage if America approves a nuclear weapon for them, number three. You may not know this, but the armies of the Third World War are right now marching against Israel. Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 clearly talks about this. And here's what I want you to understand this morning, that Israel right now is the center spot of this entire epic war that's about to unfold but do not worry do not fret do not be overwhelmed with this hostility and aggression that's coming against the land of the Lord God Almighty because listen Israel has a mighty defender And that mighty defender, he is ready and he is prepared to annihilate every single army who comes against her. And that defender is Almighty God. In fact, Psalms 121 verse 4 says this, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. This word keepeth, look at it very carefully. They have it on the screen for you. It's a military term, and it means that God himself will go to war on Israel's behalf. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says this, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In Obadiah chapter 1, in verse number 15, the Bible says, For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen, As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return upon thine own head. And so God is saying, whatever you do to Israel, I'm going to do it right back to you. In Zechariah chapter 2 and verse number 8, the word says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory has sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you, toucheth, look at this now, Toucheth the apple of his eye. That's talking about the pupil of God's eye. Now, I want you to think about how serious that is. Because the day that America stops defending Israel, it will be the day that God stops defending us. Number four, where is this global conflict headed? Well, according to the prophet Ezekiel, it is headed towards Israel.
0: And the prophet, he describes in great detail the coming invasion. And this is, this is a
1: part of Bible prophecy that you may not be real clear on. In Ezekiel 38, the Bible describes this as the battle between Gog and Magog. You've heard of that. I'm going to explain it to you this morning. The battle between Gog and Magog. We read of it in Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I'm against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. So if you're not clear about this, write it in your Bible today so you don't forget it. You may misplace this or lose this bulletin, but if you write it in your Bible and you don't lose your Bible, you'll get this and you'll have it to retain in the future. Gog, here in Ezekiel 38, represents the leader of Russia. Magog represents modern-day Israel. Now look at this. Meshach and Tubal, according to Schofield, I will emphasize that, These are cities of Russia. Then the scripture declares the nations that will be coming with Russia in Ezekiel chapter 38, armies of the world that will gather together who will come against the nation of Israel who will be led by Russia. In Ezekiel chapter 38 and verse number 5 and 6, I want you to look at this because... I want to break it down for you. As the scripture mentions Persia, it's talking about Iran. You know Ethiopia, you know Libya being northern parts of Africa. You see Gomer there, that's Germany. Togama is Turkey, by the way. But I want you to notice very carefully who's missing in this list. First of all, you see, well, Egypt is missing and Jordan is missing. And Saudi Arabia is not listed here. And why? Because, listen carefully, because of the modern-day recent Abram's Accord, these nations are bound with Israel. They're bound together for peace. And this is why. Now, number five, quickly. Why is Russia going to attack Israel? Russia is going to come against the nation of Israel because of their oil, And because of the rich minerals that are embedded in the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. Now look at this. In Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 24. I want you to see how God has blessed Israel with these two great components. Oil and these great minerals. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 24, and Asher, he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil. Go back to verse 13. Deuteronomy thirty-three, thirteen. 13, and Joseph, he said, blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew and for the deep that coucheth beneath In Genesis 49, verse 25, even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep, look at this, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb. And in Isaiah chapter 45, verse number 3, and I will give thee the treasures of of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. So listen carefully. Russia is going to come against Israel because they want their oil and they want all of these minerals at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. God has promised the land of Israel great riches from the deep. And by the way, Israel has recently discovered enough oil to run everything they have for at least the next 100 years. A discovery was made in 2010 by an onshore oil site by the exploration company Givet Olam. And that discovery of this oil is twice as much as the British has found in all of the North Sea. Vladimir Putin, listen now, he needs oil to facilitate all of his diabolical dreams, all of his goals. And the Ukraine has made it clear that Russia desperately needs oil Now, do not underestimate this, that our president wants Iran for a peace partner. Just like Neville Chamberlain wanted Adolf Hitler for a peace partner. But Winston Churchill said this, you cannot negotiate with a lion when your head is in his mouth. Now, I want you to see this this morning because I'm going to give you now number six. God is going, listen, this, this is where we are right now. God is going to send a great earthquake to interrupt, to interrupt these armies as they head towards the nation of Israel. And I want to read for you in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse number 19 and 20. God's saying, for in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall, look at this, Lord have mercy. In that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. So, when Russia begins to lead all of these massive armies towards the nation of Israel to annihilate them, to confiscate their oil and all of their minerals. When all of this alliance begins to move to the nation of Israel, God is going to interrupt that. And don't confuse the earthquake in Turkey right now with this next prophetic earthquake to come. Because what is yet to come is going to be far more devastating than you could ever imagine or read about what's happened in Turkey and Syria today. But God, when this invasion begins to launch itself towards Israel, God is going to send a massive earthquake to interrupt this.
0: But it doesn't stop there. In fact, in verse 21, the Bible says, And I will call for a sword against him throughout
1: all of my mountains, saith the Lord God, every man's sword shall be against his brother. So God says this, after the great earthquake that I'm going to send to interrupt this invasion that's coming against the land of Israel, God said after the earthquake, he said, I am going to make it to where every man starts turning their sword against one another.
0: But God doesn't stop with the earthquake. He doesn't stop with them starting to fight against one another. This idea, this idea, this option, this option, they're not going to be able to get along with one another. But then God says this,
1: after I send the great earthquake and after I turn these armies against each other, he said, then I'm going to send great hailstones In Ezekiel 38, verse number 22, notice this. He said, I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him and overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Look at that. And then God is going to destroy the majority of these invaders If you look in Ezekiel 39, verse
0: 2, the word says this, And I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part, the
1: sixth part of thee, and will cause thee to come up from the north parts and will bring upon thee upon the mountains of Israel. So God is going to destroy 84% of the invading armies against Israel. With the earthquake, with them fighting against one another, with great hailstones, God's going to intervene. And so Israel will ultimately end up becoming Russia's graveyard.
0: But the question is this. Number seven. Our musicians come forward. Why? Why does God allow this massive
1: invasion to come against his people to begin with? That's sort of like Why will God allow Satan to be loosed after the 1,000-year millennial reign? Why will God do something like that? That's sort of like this question here. Why does God allow the invasion against his chosen people to begin with? And this is the reason. So
0: that the Jewish people and people all over the world will know that Jehovah is God and he
1: alone. And so, friend, listen carefully now. As the old songwriter, I love Andre Crouch and what what his ministry was and his music, and I I love that song, Soon and Very Soon, We're Going to See the King. And thank God Almighty that one day, soon and very soon, we're going to be raptured out of this sin-cursed world. My question is, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Because everything you see that's happening around the world right now is prophetic. It's lining up. And everything is starting to fall like dominoes, just as the word said. When you read the scripture, and a virgin shall conceive a child, and she shall call his name Jesus. Did it happen? What about when Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions 750 years before Jesus went to the cross? He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. Hey, did it happen? I'm telling you, the Bible is true. It's the Word of God. It's all happening. It's lining up, and we are getting ready to go home. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything moving forward at this point right now is going to begin and end in Jerusalem. Isaiah 62.1 says, For Zion's sake, will I not hold my peace? And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. Listen carefully. I want to conclude with this, and I I hope this will tie the knot on everything about these prophetic sermons. Because if there's
0: one message, one, that the devil hates beyond the cross and beyond the resurrection, it's the message of Jerusalem. The most terrifying message that the devil will ever hear
1: beyond the cross and the resurrection is the
0: fact that Jesus Christ has returned. Because he first comes back for the church, the Bible says we'll meet the Lord in the air. But
1: the message the devil hates more than anything is the message that Jesus Christ has returned in the revelation to this earth. Because he knows that the first thing, the devil's not stupid. Listen now. He's not omniscient. He doesn't know any more than God. God is omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. No one is any wiser than God. God knows it all. The devil doesn't know more than God, but I guarantee you he knows more than you and I do. And here's the thing. The devil knows. He knows Bible prophecy. I showed you last week where the scripture says that even the devils believe and tremble. You remember when Jesus cast out the demons? They asked Jesus one question. They said, why have you come to torment us before our time? They know what lies ahead for them. They know what's in store for them. And this is the message. The devil knows that when the Lord Jesus returns back to this earth, that he is going to defeat the Antichrist. The devil also knows that when the Lord defeats the Antichrist, he is then going to throw the devil into the bottomless pit, and then he knows that the Lord Jesus will set up and establish his earthly ministry kingdom where he will rule and reign, listen now, forever. Not just the, well, the 1,000 years now, but for, listen carefully, Israel is not a political issue. I don't care what anybody says. It is a biblical issue. And Israel does not occupy its land. It owns the land. God Almighty is Israel's defender. And he, if you know him as your savior, he is your
0: defender. And he is my defender. The question is, do you really know him? And the power of his resurrection. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.